welcome to Scale with Virtual Assistants, where we explore how to get support from virtual assistants so that you can grow your business and have a life. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm joined by amazing business partner, Maureen Pound, and we're going to be talking about the four signs you are not ready for a virtual assistant. As you can probably predict, Maureen and I are big fans of virtual assistants, but there are people out there who should not be getting them, and we're going to talk about um, the scenarios around that today. Hey, Carmen, Carmen, I think you're being a bit harsh, saying there's people out there who shouldn't get them. I think it's like calling someone ugly and, you know, like that they can't change the way they look. So it's really if you're not ready for them now. Yes, okay, all right. She's dialed me back. So these are four signs that you're not ready for them now. Um, One, the first one is, is that you're not profitable. So if you uh, don't have, like you don't have money coming in the door, how are you going to pay for a virtual assistant? Um, so I see some people that are pre-revenue coming to us and if they don't have savings, like it's just not going to work. Like virtual assistants, obviously the price point is different if you're employing someone in Australia, but it's still a financial investment. What are your yeah. thoughts on this, Maureen? Because I think the thing is if you're starry-eyed like me and just go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure it'll be really good, you've got this really good business idea, uh, it's a commitment So, you know, you wouldn't go and, you know, get a loan for a car if you couldn't continue to pay the repayments or you wouldn't get a mortgage if you couldn't do the repayments. And so if you're not ready yet uh, and you're not profitable yet, you know, you don't have residual income, for instance, or at least you know know how much income you're going to get each around about each month, then, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure and you might let someone down as well because you have to get rid of that virtual assistant. Yes. And although I have raised this as the number one reason you might not be ready for virtual assistant yet, I have a confession to make, Maureen. And um, what? Oh, is it a juicy one, Carmen? Well, well, I, it's like it's a um, do what I say, not do as I do sort of scenario. So when I started my business, um, I didn't have a recurring income. I, I, I didn't have guaranteed revenue coming in the door. But I did have some savings and I had confidence that if I got support from the virtual assistant to help me put myself out there on LinkedIn, that things would come my way. And, you know, lucky me, it did happen. Uh, I did some LinkedIn marketing or my virtual assistant did some LinkedIn marketing and someone from LinkedIn who saw my content uh, called me up and I ended up being engaged for a a project for like $60,000. Now, uh, sliding doors moment, what if that hadn't happened? I don't know. But that's um, my example, Maureen. You know what? I want to challenge you on that one because Mm. um, the way you did it was more like a little, like you had the person for a few hours a week. Yeah. um, No, in the beginning you had someone for a few hours hours a week or a day or something. Yeah, it was like three hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, three hours a day, not four hours a day. And you ended up losing that person. So yes. it was a slightly different scenario. So we, the way we work is about treating someone not like a, co- like a contractor who's going to stay with you a little while, it's like treating yes. someone as a staff member. So 
you can do it so that you, you know, if you're going to do it and you're going to start smaller, then, you know, you'd have them half time. You wouldn't just get someone for a few hours a day because you'd ended up, you'd end up losing them. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is you can get someone to do some project work perhaps. Uh, but, you know, if you're looking to get a team member, you're not going to get a team member started if you're not confident that you can pay for them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, um, definitely um, something to consider. And so the second sign that you're not ready for a virtual assistant or not yet, uh, sometimes I hear people, they come to me, Maureen, and say, oh, I just want the virtual assistant to like build me a funnel or just get leads. It's like these vague notions that they've like got on some marketing course and but they're not clear on what they they mean by that the the virtual assistant isn't going to magically create your marketing system and your conversion system like you need to create that yourself and once you create that then you can get the virtual assistant to do tasks within that yeah it's like saying just go find me the perfect man (laughs) like you know what's perfect to me what's my criteria what you know and, and getting someone to do all the work with me doing nothing, I don't think so. It's exactly, well, it's not exactly the same, let's be honest. Um, there's similarities there in terms of owning the strategy, isn't it? Like you, it's, it's almost like handballing your problem and you can't handball your problems in your business. Yeah, I feel like those problems are too big to handball to, you know, a virtual assistant. Uh, and maybe it might be to handle them to a marketing strategic expert, maybe. But even then, if you're, if you're just small and getting started in business, like in, I really feel you need to learn a lot of these things yourself. So practically what they can look like is if it's too big to go, oh, just do my LinkedIn marketing virtual assistant. But if you go, okay, um, to your virtual assistant, I want you to connect with me with these sort of people each day and then message them this text and then post this content and then reach out to all my connections and give them this thing of value. They're the sort of, that's the sort of level that you can ask your virtual assistant to support you. Yeah. And there, there you have it. You're starting to build your funnel and get leads, but it's very, very specific. Yeah. Um, another thing they sometimes tend to do is because I did it as well, Carmen. Where I said, "Oh, I just want to link. I want a um, Infusionsoft expert, or it's called Keep now." Uh, yes. And so I didn't know the strategy of exactly. I thought if they knew the functionality, then they would be able to come up with a strategy for me, almost. Yeah. And it just doesn't yeah, work like that. Yeah, and, and I laugh at this this one. Like you've shared this example with me in the past because it's like, oh, well, what part of Keep, you know? So they might be able to send your automated email, but you're still going to need to write it or get someone to write it. You still need to work out what to put in that email. You, you need to work out how you want things tagged so that they can tag. Like it's just it's this whole world. And so I'm, I'm fortunate because that's one of the things I love learning. I love learning enough to be able to never do it again. So I I learned Keep initially, um, Mm. all the elements I needed to learn for our marketing, and now I never have to do it ever again. Yeah. Because now I can delegate the right size problem to the team. Hey, team, could you tag these people like this? Hey, team, could you send this automated email out? Hey, could you create this nurture sequence from this copy that I've given you? 
Yeah, yeah. So it is definitely not hand over big problems and strategy. If you, if you want yes. to do that and you're not clear on your own strategy, then it's a sure sign that you're not ready for a VA. <laughs> um, and so the other sign that you're not ready for a VA is if you don't have time to invest in them. So as we said at the start, obviously it's a financial investment, but it's also a time and energy investment as well. So with any new team member, virtual assistant or otherwise, you're going to have to spend time with them to uh, transfer the, the tasks and delegate to them. Now, if you're a solo person, then it is you, lucky you. If you already have a team, you might actually be able to identify someone within your team to do that. Um, but you can't just get someone started and just expect it to magically work without you putting that effort in. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I um, yeah, I just have too many people who just think that um, they can put in a little bit of an effort at the start and then it'll just all happen magically, ongoing. Yeah, I find that so many people focus on the recruitment of the virtual assistant, which of course is important, but then they don't focus on the ongoing relationship. And so this is like focusing on the wedding and not the whole marriage. And I just think that's a big mistake, even with our team. They're fantastic. They're established. They've been with us for years, but it's still takes um, some effort in terms of maintaining and building that relationship and taking it to the next level. Yeah, and like we know, like if we're going to be really honest here, Carmen, sometimes we drop the ball a bit. We go, oh, everything's going really well. And, you know, and then we realise it was a little while ago we had a, a little slump in the business and it was like, what's going on? We're not getting as many leads. And then we realised that we hadn't been putting time, our time and effort with the team members around around the marketing, for instance. So, yeah. you know, you, you just have to, in, you know, continually invest time. And if you can't, you need someone else in your business who is investing the time and effort in the right way. Yeah, someone who's committed to doing that. And so the fourth sign that you're not ready to get a virtual assistant at the moment is that you don't really know what you want them to do. Yes. Now, you don't have to have it down to the fine print of exactly every single thing you want them to do. But what you do need to have is a good enough idea of the tasks so that you can get a good fit. So for example, if most of the tasks are administration sort of detail orientated organizational tasks, then that you get that, that sort of person. If most of the tasks are around creative, visually creative um, excitement stuff, then you get that sort of person. But you can't just go, oh, I'm just going to grab a person, like they look good, and then give them a task that's like not, not consistent with what they want or what they're good at. Yeah, and I think that's why it's really good talking to you, Carmen, because I'm not very good at this. I'm just like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, so I just want things to look good. Um, and I know what looks good and what doesn't. Um, and so, yeah, but, you know, how important is it to have a creative person ongoing? Do I really want a content creator type person? So, um, yeah, I think it's really important to get clear. And often, you know, if you, before you even work with us, you've got to have a couple of discussions. And Carmen's really good at helping you get clear about, because often what you think you want is not what you really need. Yeah. Yeah. And I can already give most people a head start. Um, 
If you're looking for the first virtual assistant in your business, it's probably a detail-orientated, organized, doer sort of person. It's probably not that creative genius. Um, it's probably that that um, consistent person that would do things day in and day out. Because if you're anything like me and a lot of the business owners I speak to, I'm not great at consistency. You ask me to do something every day, like post content on LinkedIn every day, and I just want to spew. Like, it's just not my thing. Um, but there are virtual assistants out there who would really, really enjoy that role. And it has a really great impact on your business if it's done consistently. Like, we all know that. And so much of us as business owners um, do not, you know, continue to do that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. So if you're unsure about what you want your virtual assistant to do, a good place to start is our book, What a VA Can Do For You. You can find it on our website, globalteams.com.au, and it has all sorts of great examples. It's not just a list of tasks, but it also has the context and how you get that happening. When people speak to me, they tell me that it really helped guide them into working out what areas that they would like support in. And then, then we fine tune it when we have that conversation. Yeah, so don't speak to Carmen. Don't book an appointment till you read the bloody book, okay? We don't want to talk to you. You might not even need a virtual assistant or you might not be ready for one yet. But, um, yeah, yeah. and And then you'll get clarity, which is great. Yes. (laughs) I, I always think it's good to make a decision, even if it's a decision not to act for now. You might just go, okay, you know, virtual assistant's a great idea. We'll keep on receiving all the emails global teams send, but like I'm just putting it on the shelf for six months and then we'll revisit it. Or whatever your decision is, um, getting a virtual assistant is amazing. It is super powerful. I've seen so many business owners, um, their businesses thrive because they've got great virtual assistants, but it is not going to work if you don't have money to pay them, um, if you, you're too vague in what you want them to do. And you don't have the time or the focus to invest in delegating and building that relationship. Yeah. So well said, Carmen. (laughs) So there you have it. The four signs you are not ready to get a virtual assistant for now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for um, joining me, Maureen. My pleasure.